This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Audio only. All right. Kick it like Beastie Boys. You're going to fight for your right to podcast. There you go. All right. Happy Thanksgiving Eve and welcome to another thrilling edition of the Blurring the Lines podcast. Today, I will be your host, Peter Nicolaitis. And with me, as always, my co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, Peter. Greetings from Tennessee. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Thank you. You guys celebrate Thanksgiving down in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I mean, we grew our own turkey, and I, I'm going to kill it here as soon as I get off the podcast. I mean, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, That's I'll, I'll chase him down and break his neck. I mean, I won't, I won't even dirty a knife. Oh, that's cool. You're just, you're doing it old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christopher Columbus would be proud. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's the reason we celebrate Thanksgiving, right? Ab- absolutely. It's because of his birthday or marriage. One of the two. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah one of those. So cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So, uh, so yeah, we're obviously in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, I am cause I, I had some extra, uh, coffee this morning. So I'm a little bit caffeinated more than usual and um that, and that's cool um i uh, was wondering i got <clears throat> i'll get into it in a little bit but um do you ever we've talked about like my adventures with the slow carb diet on a number of occasions mm-hmm. remind me do you follow any specific diet the when i do follow a diet uh, and and i'm i'm kind of strict on myself all week and I allow either Friday night or Saturday night to be my uh, eat what I want. Uh, sometimes it starts Friday night and it doesn't end until Monday. And I try, <laughs> I try to do better than that because I have lost, uh, I've lost 14 pounds uh, yep. since this summer. Uh, but what I do is I do the lose it calorie counter. So, okay. so I, I will allow myself to eat whatever i want as long as it fits within the calories uh yep but i i also know i mean my target is to get as much protein as possible uh without making some kind of unbalanced thing so that's kind of my loose if i you know if i were competing like uh a crossfit competition coming up i would really focus on my protein percentages to make sure i'm getting those up so i'm building muscle but for the most part i primarily calorie watch okay all right i was just curious um I have not been weighing myself for a while, and since I went through that cold for like nearly three weeks, I have not been regularly running. I think I went out like twice. So I had been doing, you know, like a 5K pretty much at, at minimum like once once per week or, you know, usually two or three times a week. And I uh, fell off that wagon, but I'm back to yoga and Krav Maga re- regular, relatively regularly. Uh, and last night I did a yin yoga class and then I went to a level one Krav Maga class afterwards, which 
sort of is not prescribed because, you know, they say you generally want to like let the connective tissues rest for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, but I'll, I'll take it easy. And it's a level one class, which is usually a lot of pad holding, not a lot of like actual, you know, like hitting each other kind right. of stuff. So I can pretty much self-regulate mm-hmm. and uh, forgotten how much I enjoyed, you know, that regular thing, regular routine of going to yoga and Krav Maga. Yeah. Um, this year, yoga has been my focus, as everyone has probably noticed, you know, our regular <laughs> listeners notice I talk about that a lot more than Krav, whereas mm-hmm. previous years, it was like, oh, going to Krav Maga tonight. Oh, yep. Testing again tonight. Oh, got a boot camp tonight. Um, <laughs> so it's all about balance. And stuff. So so that's kind of cool. But um, I did notice I haven't been weighing myself lately, especially since going through um, that, uh, the, that cold and my, I've definitely not been slow carbing. I've, you know, I've fallen off that wagon, but I've been like monitoring my caloric intake. Um, definitely, you know, like had some dips here and there, and I was wondering how it was going to affect my weight. And I'm, I was just over 160 pounds this morning, which is right where I want to be. Cool. Yeah. You know? uh, but now what I don't know is like how much of that is muscle mass that I've yeah. lost and how much of it is fat. I definitely feel trimmer, you know, so I'm definitely have lost some fat. So that's great. Um, but I don't know what my muscle uh, percentage has changed. But my, um, my massage therapist mentioned to me this weekend when I was getting my massage, she said, no, you're definitely developing a, a yogi body. And I said, oh, I need to start lifting weights again. You know, she's like, well, why? So I don't know when I picture a yogi body, I, you know, most yogi yoga guys that I know have been doing yoga for a long time. They're pretty much skin and bones, you know, mm-hmm. some muscle, too, but they're pretty thin and wiry. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, I, not not what I'm talking about. She says, well, I think of yogis. I think, you know, they're they're buff. <laughs> so but what she meant with that comment was that everything is starting to fall into alignment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that is kind of what I was going for. So yeah. I was happy about that. So, so that was, that's been good. Cool. So. Yeah. We're, we're good for our model. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I can't compete with a 20 year old, but uh, I'm good for a 44 year old. <laughs> cool. So, what do we have to talk about today? Well, we've got some some headlines. Uh, you've got uh, a meditation update. Yes, I said. Well, as we're, I guess we'll just keep going on that theme along the lines of yoga and stuff. Um, so, as we've talked about on the podcast before, you know, I I now regularly meditate, whereas I had not previously. And um, it has been a very interesting journey for me, particularly in the last two months, given that um, in uh, late August, early September, I went on that week-long silent retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, I'm feeling the, the subtle shifts over time. And one of the interesting sensations that you get when you first start to meditate can be pain, physical pain, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, I thoroughly, you know, am convinced now that this is the mind playing tricks on you, trying to get you not to sit still and not tame it. It's, <laughs> you know, it's an internal battle where your your mind is saying like, oh, you think you're going to be able to sit still and quiet me down? Well, zing, here, have some pain <laughs> in the knee or in the shoulder blades or, or whatnot. 
Um, there was an interesting book that I read about 10 more years ago, 10 or more than 10 years ago, called The Mind-Body Prescription. Mm-hmm. And it was all about how uh, people used to, uh, people uh, getting lower back pain. There's a lot, you know, like people are getting back pain left and right. Um, in the 80s, people got ulcers all the time. Mm-hmm. It was very common, right? Yeah. When was the last time you heard of someone getting an ulcer? I mean, not, not very frequently. I wonder if it's because of medication, though. Everybody and their brothers on Prilosec. Uh, well, that could be, but uh, I mean, I said, suppose that's possible. Yeah, but I mean, um, good. <laughs> what about what about back pain? You you know know a lot of people who have like chronic debil- debilitating back pain. I know a few right now. Right, <laughs> but the book was talking about mostly people who are you know have back pain, but no diagnosis as to the cause of it. Yeah. Right. You don't have any, you know, MRI x-ray shows nothing wrong. No pinched nerves, no slipped discs, no torn muscles or ligaments. And some of that is in the mind. Now, if anybody has ever if you've ever had like a traumatic experience, um, it's not uncommon to store that in your body. Uh Right. A lot of people like for the longest time in the time leading up to my divorce, I kept a ton of tension in my trapezius on my left side. Right where you're rubbing. That's where I get it, too. (laughs) Only to demonstrate. right? Yeah. And that's uh, right where mine is, too. (laughs) Right. It wasn't a physical thing. Now, lately, what I've been noticing is like I'm feeling it lower down right around the scapula on the Mm -hmm. left side. Sorry, I just turned away from the microphone while I was saying that, I realized, <laughs> to show you on camera, which no one else can see. Um, and I haven't exactly figured out what that's coming from right now. Not mm-hmm. not exactly sure. Um, but that pain has, um, has definitely manifested in my meditations from time to time. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, a few days ago, I was sitting in my silent meditation and that pain started to come up and I focused on it and I looked at it and I just said, no, you're not hurting. You're not really in pain. There's nothing wrong with you. Stop it. And what was really cool is the pain immediately faded away. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, now you could just say like, okay, well, you were clenching and it hurt. And you, you know, I just was able to just like relax the muscles. Okay, fine. Maybe that's exactly what happened, right? And that probably is exactly what happened. But I was able to make that pain just go away just by thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, I was having kind of a bad day. I had had a couple of um, just interactions that had bothered me a little bit. And in the past, I used to describe it as a guilty conscience, but it's not really a guilty conscience. It's just like something, I would have an interaction with somebody, I would feel badly about the way it turned out. Yeah, yeah. And I would hang on to that for weeks. Mm -hmm. Interrupt my sleep, I would be dwelling on it. while I'm still aware of it, you know, aware of the interaction, and I feel a little bit badly for, you know, for, for how it went down, it's not weighing on me. Right. 
and I sat down on a couple of things and, and you know, sat down and, and focused on those in my meditation. And I was like, all right, let's figure out what's going on here. Let's just, let's dive into this. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially I was just like, you know, it's not that big a deal. You know, the world's not ending. You weren't, you know, maybe you slightly misstepped, but it wasn't that egregious an error. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I felt better afterwards. And I was just like, okay, so so this week I have successfully tamed my body and my mind. <laughs> and, you know, these might be small steps. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I'm saying like, oh, my God, my life is completely different now as a result. But it's a definite progression and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it so i've also started um weaving a little more meditation into my yoga classes that i'm teaching mm-hmm. so i used to always start with just a five minute meditation mm-hmm. and now i'm starting and optionally ending with one as well mm-hmm. uh, with you know i give it i tell my students ahead of time i say you know just so you know in the last 10 minutes um, you know, I'll put you into Shavasana, I'll ring the bell one time, and at that point, you are free to stay in Shavasana or sit up or, you know, stay, meditate while lying down, whatever. Right. Um, and most of my students, the, the first time I did that, they took me up on it and they said they enjoyed the meditation. Mm-hmm. And they, they appreciated that more as part of the practice. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to be offering this. I don't, you know, claim to be a, an expert or, you know, I'm, I'm not a monk or a swami or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm excited to be offering that as another, you know, supplemental part of my, my practice. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I do a poor job, but I try to do uh, a meditation time. And mine is more you know as a as a christian that mine is more that focused in a prayer time and uh listening uh for the spirit i know it's a lot of a lot of christians don't want to talk about meditation because they're like well that's it's it's not that's not the right thing i'm like well it's all in what you what is your real center i mean are you centered on god if you are then what's wrong with that yeah <laughs> yeah so so I, I need to do a better job on that, and mm-hmm. I have I have done a good job at times, and you know I'll hear things for my life when I quiet my mind and think through problems. So it's it's a very good thing, and you know one just kind of this is not really spiritual or meditational at all. Uh, one thing that I have done for bad relation you know like you've had a like a conversation like you said that went south or didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to uh i have and i actually wrote this in my um my are you aware letter to my clients of you know kind of some tips that i use to be successful you know when i've really had a bad thing happen or i did something wrong or a bad interaction or whatever is i allow myself a pity party for that day Mm-hmm. Let my just just revel in it. I mean, I feel awful. I can't believe I said that. I'm such an idiot, or they're such an idiot. I can't believe they said that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the relationships in the pot. Uh, but the next day is a new day, and let it go. Uh, yeah. The only exception to that is it's it's very difficult for me to do that with my wife because uh, you know I'm very invested in that relationship and. You know, as the guy, I got to fix it. probably a good it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, she said whatever. I said whatever. Ah, I'm going to forget about it. Well, it actually really does matter that we work this out. 
yes. <laughs> yeah, communication is kind of a big thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, I work on that in my current relationship. You know, there are definitely times when we don't uh, talk about some things here and there, and then we have to a little bit later. But mm-hmm. in general, we're, we're pretty good. So. Yeah. But yeah, it, it all comes. Communication is such a big part of everything. Work personal life yourself self-communication you know like mm-hmm. talking to yourself are you you know a lot of people are in like self-destructive mode mm-hmm. you know talking to yourself and how you um how you identify with your feelings or you know like oh i'm so stupid i shouldn't have done you know yeah. i try not to say anything like that anymore I, like i may have said like oh i made a mistake or, you know, I had a momentary lapse of intelligence or something. You know, I try to frame it even like with a slight comedic uh, twist to it. Mm-hmm. But I try not to say like, you know, like I am dumb, I'm an idiot or, you know, anything like that. You know, it just, it's, it doesn't help. Yeah, I'm on the same page there. I never say anything like that about myself. Yeah. Um, I may say, uh, well, even if I am bad at something, I'll say I'm getting better at that. <laughs> There you go. I'm not the best at that, but I am getting better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, they say in uh, in jujitsu, they have a um, you know expression: you win some, you learn some. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, well, cool. Well, I had, so, yes, I had some other news. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that one because it's a bummer, and I don't really feel like talking about that one. But I do have some good news. <laughs> In the, in the news, Amazon is coming to Nashville. Last week, we said they decided not to go. They waited till the 11th hour to say, yes, they're coming to Nashville. So that's great for me. I mean, I, I, I don't know how it could not be good for me in, in the IT business. Because even if they're, you know, if they're going to snatch up 5,000 uh, IT people, those are just less IT professionals who are competing with me for the business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so they're going to leave a void. They're going to bring jobs to Nashville. Yep. Well, they already have a huge presence in Boston. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's when I was talking with my girlfriend about that. Uh, you know, I said, what do you think they're going to move? Are they going to, you know, is, is Boston a contender for HQ2? And she's like, no. Like, why would they? We already have so much presence here. We're not going to gain anything. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. And sure enough, you know, I uh, I haven't heard back from my uh, my uncle, but uh, he has a place down in Long Island right near where they're supposed to be uh, opening, you know. Okay. And I was telling him, I was, and but apparently I, I didn't get the story straight. It was playing a game of telephone with two Greeks <laughs> thrown into the mix. So my dad was telling me the story about, so something wrong about the house and, and he needs a new lawyer and maybe he didn't sell it, but he sold it and he doesn't. And I was like, dad, dad I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But if, if my uncle still owns that place, tell him not to sell it right now or, you know, or, you know, sell it in a few months or, or whatever. But cause I imagine that the price just, you know, jumped. Yeah. Yeah, I, the the price of or the cost of living in Nashville has gone up thirty two percent. That is insane. For I mean, that's one of the reasons why Nashville was so appealing was the cost of living was so low. But over over what time period? Since when? Uh, I want to say since uh, in the last five years. Right, but but has it been affected by the Amazon announcement yet? No, not yet. 
because that yeah. that was just announced this week so that's right. going to be that's going to affect it even more right. um, I did I did kind of highlight so of course I'm I've got a Nashville Business Journal subscription and they sent me the highlight as soon as it happened and yep. part of that highlight I wanted to uh, point out was or that they they had written you know said everything is everything is Oh my goodness. Everything about it is the right shape, Schultz said. I don't have any doubt that Nashville could have absorbed 50,000 jobs over 20 years, but everything about this makes you smile. So they're only bringing 5,000 right right now. Yeah. But they're, you know, they said on average those are going to be $150,000 a year people in those 5,000 mm-hmm. jobs. That's a lot of money and mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, positive things to the network or the the, the, the city. Uh, but I could also see um, finding 5,000 professionals like you and me to fill those jobs. They've got to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. They, because you don't, you don't qualify to be $150,000 a year without less than 10 years of experience and relevant 10 years experience. Right. Uh, you know, because a guy who just graduated from college is not a guy or gal is not qualified to earn that. Yeah, you, know? uh, you might be surprised, though. Oh, I, I would like to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, what I'm saying, though, is some of these places, they've got a lot of money to throw around. And while you and I may not hire somebody in that salary range, some of these dot coms. They're doing well, some crazy okay. stuff. <laughs> so let's say that they do throw 150000 at an unqualified person. That's shame on them. Uh, I'm not but, saying it's right. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot of people making a lot of money, and, uh, you know, I, I question their skills. <laughs> yeah. Smart, finding smart people who have the skills together to earn that salary. I mean, I, that that's the only way Amazon or anybody's going to be – you know, completely successful. They may ev- be eventually successful as they train those people how to do their job. Yeah. <laughs> or they they may not even train those people to do their job. They say, we need you to figure out how to do this. Innovate yourself until you can do that job, which is yep. really, uh, really, that's what we do. We, you know, can you do this? Yeah. I mean, we sell it and then figure out how to do it after <laughs> you know yeah well that's that's sales man yeah <laughs> uh, but 20 years of experience also lends a lot of well yeah i don't know how to do splunk but i know how to do another thing like that so it you know i'll figure out the differences you know yep. you got to go to a different ticketing system or you got to go to a different erp uh, i've seen plenty of erps i can figure this out you know <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gain you gain experience that a lot of folks that you just don't get by just taking a, a class mm-hmm. you know, so. or you know a bunch of classes. So they're starting. Uh, you know they're going to start hiring in 2019, which is a big deal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they want me to con you know my company to consult with them to <laughs> tell them how to do their deal. So Amazon, if you're listening, you know. I was just going to say Amazon, yeah. if you're listening, you know how to contact Adam, right? Yeah. Yep, it's it's in my uh, link there and phone number six one five nine four two zero eight five zero. That's not my personal cell phone. That's my office, so that'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we 
we already talked about turkey. Are you are you killing your own turkey or are you I'm not really yeah. killing my own turkey just in case somebody thinks I can't believe he's gonna go strangle <laughs> a live turkey. No, I, I, I am not. Um, I may kill a few peanuts uh, so that I can make peanut butter cups out of them, though. But uh, uh, no, we we had that. It was several years ago. I remember one day my uh, my dad had uh, you know my parents had me over for Thanksgiving. Uh, this is before my mom's stroke, and uh, I remember he had just he had bought like some kind of like shrink wrapped. Uh, turkey parts you know like oh it's the whole bird but it's been cut up and you know like packaged like a ham like a honey ham kind uh-huh. of. and i was just like really that you know i was like this is thanksgiving uh, you know i was like oh man that was that was when i was like really starting to see that my dad had sort of like punched out of <laughs> his profession you know was just like, come on dad what happened to the pride that you used to take and you know like a full-on bird that, oh it's just so much easier i'm like yeah i know but, uh. so anyway so, so I, as greek germans you guys have uh schnitzel and lamb right <laughs> right exactly yes yes now we are um we are doing a, a a turkey my dad's doing the turkey and the stuffing um my aunt is bringing uh, uh mashed potatoes german german potato salad and uh mashed cauliflower actually which mm-hmm. is dis- disguised as potato salad uh mashed potatoes uh my girlfriend's <laughs> making pumpkin pie uh i'm bringing beer wine and coffee and I will probably end up either making uh, peanut butter cups or bread. I haven't decided which just yet. Um, so that's 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 what we're planning. So. Are you doing French press coffee? Uh, Aeropress. Aeropress, nice. Yep. It makes yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> makes it so much better. So you're. I got I got an add-on for the Aeropress a while ago too. Uh huh. What's a couple of weeks ago, it's a uh, fellow. I gotta find it. I'll, I'll find a link and throw it in the show notes. Um, but it's an add-on. It replaces the bottom part, mm-hmm. and uh, when you uh, press it out, it um, makes some uh, extra bubbles and uh, like some some crema type thing. So it gives you a little more of that uh, espresso mouthfeel. Oh, nice. That the AeroPress doesn't do. Because if you read the instructions in the AeroPress, they expressly tell you that as soon as you press all the liquid out and you get to the air, you're supposed to stop. Uh-huh. Because that's where a lot of the bitterness in the you know comes from. Um, with this add-on, you keep pressing all the way down and uh, it makes a uh, you know like a more uh, approximation of like a real genuine espresso which is yeah, it's kind of neat i haven't i'm on the fence as to whether the flavor is actually better or not mm-hmm. but it's a little bit different so sometimes i'll use it just to vary things a little bit now is this your uh is this your girlfriend's first big event with the family <laughs> yep she hasn't met them yet oh she's met my aunt uh-huh um so uh and she's facetimed with my my uh my parents so mm-hmm. but yeah, she and, and her daughter uh looks like not the dog the dog will be staying behind <laughs> uh, but she wanted to bring him and then i was like well sweet you know this is that whole communications thing i was yeah. like so where's he gonna sleep okay and how well he can stay out in his crate okay we can't fit both the dog and the crate 
in the back of your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So we could conceivably bring, you know, the dog in your car and the crate in my car if you want to, you know, like take two vehicles, <laughs> which seems kind of silly. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's the plan. Yep. She's going to – this is going to be uh, my big fat Greek Thanksgiving. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I, that's I, what I have in my mind. You know, Nick, Nick, Nikki, Nick, Peter, David, Nick. Uncle Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It'll be a very international um, Thanksgiving. So, I mean, you know, my father's from Greece. My mom and um, her sister are from Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend from India. Yeah. Uh, my cousin, Bill, I mean, he and I were both, you know, born here in America. His wife is from South Africa. Yeah. And, Does she have that South African accent? She has a South African slash Australian accent because okay. she's been living in Australia for a long time now. So, so yes, she does have that accent, but maybe it's a little different too. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I love the 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 South, um, uh, South Afri- African South African accent. The you know yep. the guy in uh, Lethal Weapon diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like it. Uh, I, I I think women sound better at it. I also like a woman talking in uh, a British accent, Australian yeah. accent, better than I like listening to men speak. It, so I don't know. Yep. I guess I'm sexist opposite. You, you, <laughs> have, you have a preference, yeah. and, uh, you know, and it's uh, and it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Siri, uh, the latest update, the latest big update, dumped Siri back on me to the American version rather uh, than the British version, or I think she's Australian. I don't remember. I've got to switch her back because it annoys me because she she talks real fast and with no inflection. I'm like, yeah, oh, you're so boring. Yep. <laughs> Have you noticed, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but um, with the latest iOS version, you know, the newest version, she can't dictate um, words with apostrophes. What's she Correct. say? Like, don't is don'ty. Huh. And hasn't, I, I've heard is like, you know, hasn't Okay. And, and it was, um, it, I, Apple... Siri and dictation and autocorrect are just in a freaking tailspin. Yeah. They are getting worse and worse by the day. It is amazing. And I just like, I don't know who at Apple is in charge of this, but like for, for a company that they say they're investing so much in Siri, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got news for you. Um, Amazon and Google are going to eat your lunch if you're betting on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The well, and the the one thing that it does that has always happened, uh, it drives me nuts. So if I was going to say, I typically say, you know, call Peter Nicolaitis Mobile, you know, and what will happen is sometimes I'll say call Peter Nicolaitis, and I haven't even gotten to say mobile, work, Skype whatever and it'll start dialing i'm like what the heck i mean you don't know which one i wanted to dial then i gotta hang it up and (laughs) do it over (laughs) oh yeah oh constantly though i will say something like you know call blah 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 at work and it'll screw up it'll it'll say like oh i um you know call who 
and uh, it'll call such and such, um, and then it won't call at work. It'll call the mobile phone instead. Uh, even though, like, and I've taken screenshots of this. I would say, for instance, call, you know, John Smith Mobile, and it'll come back like, which John Smith? John Smith or John Smith Mobile or whatever? And I'll say mobile. Calling John Smith work. <laughs> I want to strangle you. <laughs> yeah, but, but look, I have the screenshot of where she said, you know, like, and she understands what I said and reads it back to me and then goes and does something else. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Scott Wilsey, uh, host of uh, a, a handful of other podcasts, who we really have to have on this podcast, too. Um, he described it best. It's an iOS hole. It's an iOS hole. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So and we so speak next week on the thirtieth, we're going to have uh, a guy named Ryan as a guest. So okay, heads up. A guy named Ryan. I cannot remember his last name right now. Okay, he's Some in my B, he, he's in my BNI group. He gotcha. uh, he's in uh, ADS security. Uh, he's their salesman. Uh, okay, he's got the voice for for radio and anyone okay. was talking so excellent so we may just have him talk and we'll listen <laughs> so ads being a physical security company right yes yes so good Sweet. referral source for me excellent <laughs> sounds good cool yeah. so, all right what else we got okay uh tesla update i noticed you're tesla wearing update. your tesla shirt i mean how much did that shirt cost you well, a this, car? It, this is a Tesla, sh tes it's actually a Tesla rash guard, and it's not a, it's not Tesla Motors, it's another company named Tesla, and they make athletic gear. Oh, okay. okay. So, it's actually kind of funny. I'm also wearing their compression uh, shorts and leggings as well, so I'm like, I look like I'm in a, like a Spider-Man outfit right now. It's not a onesie. <laughs> okay. Well, now that you've cleared up that, I don't have to. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Peter's a grown man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a grown man wearing a onesie. Wearing a onesie, but it's not a onesie. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Tesla update. So I just had my first annual uh, service performed on the Tesla. And I bought uh, four years of that, I think, when I bought the car. So rather than, you know, the normal stuff that you would have with a car, you know, taking it in for, uh, like, changing the oil every 3,000 miles, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, with this, they sent a guy to my place. And I don't know exactly everything that he did, but I know he took it apart. Like, he had the frunk completely taken apart. So he was going in and testing the, <laughs> the, the frunk. The frunk, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The front trunk. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize he would have to do that because last night I went and I put the beer and wine that I'm taking up to Vermont in the frunk to leave it out there because mm -hmm. I figured it'll be fine out there and, you know, chilling. I should probably go take a look and see that it's still there. But anyway, <laughs> so um, the guy had the, uh, you know, he did the, the annual inspection. And apparently they would come out. Um, I didn't have, he didn't have to rotate the tires because I just had new snows put on it last week. Yeah. Um, but they would like come out, it comes out with like a lift. It would hoist up the car and they would rotate the tires if needed. Uh, they check, you know, do diagnostics on all the systems, check the battery, all the regular stuff. And um, he did all that. And then um, he was going to, oh, I don't know if he left me the batteries. 
Uh, he said he was going to leave me. They, they'll change like the batteries in the key fobs. Yeah. Which I didn't realize they would do that because I bought replacement batteries myself to mm-hmm. put them in there when one of them started going low. Mm-hmm. So uh, I asked, I said, you don't need to do that, but if you can just leave me the batteries, that'd be great. And then, um, you know, so he did all that. But then he said, I don't know if you noticed, but there's like a yellow border, an outline around the display. And I had noticed at one time, you know, like a, like sometimes you'll see a, like a laptop around the edges. They start to get like a, you know, like a, it almost looks like a, a, a photo effect. Yeah. You know, like yeah, this yellowish border around. He said, well, your screen is doing that. So it's a uh, constrained part. So I don't have it here, but they'll be in touch with you to schedule that replacement. So he says, you know, if it's not bothering you. You don't have to do anything. But, you know, you paid a lot of money for this car. So you may as well have it, you know, perfect. I'm like, you got it. Do it up, man. That's a so. pretty good service. Yeah. So um, so I'm waiting for them to uh, get in touch with me to, to schedule that now. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. We haven't decided whether we're taking my girlfriend's all-wheel drive Nissan little mini SUV up or we're taking the Tesla up. But it's supposed to be, like, single-digit cold and possibly a lot of snow. And I really do want to test the car out in the cold and the snow now that I, you know, actually know how to do it as opposed to a year ago when I first got the car. Uh Uh, And now I have snow tires. (laughs) <laughs> but part of me also is like, you know, do I want to do this experiment with the, the, the lady and her child in the car too? Maybe not so much. You know, so Yeah. Well, anyway. it's going to be 58 tomorrow here. 53 yeah. on Friday, 60 on Saturday, 62 on Sunday. It's supposed to be like nine. <laughs> yeah. I like living in the South. I got a buddy who he is uh, headed down to L.A. and lower Alabama, and uh, in there, in there. <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's you know he's planning on fishing while he's there, visiting his family, and he said the fish are running great. I'm really jealous because it's gonna be it's gonna be really warm down there. Let me see if I have lower Alabama in my list. Uh, yeah, so. Foley, which is close. It'll be 62 on Thursday, 64 on Friday, 70 on Saturday, 73 on Sunday. Yeah. There have been two times I have spent um, Christmas. I realize it's only Thanksgiving. But there have been two times when I have been away from New England on on Christmas. Once I was in Florida, and the other was when I was in Brazil. Yeah. Did not miss the snow at all. <laughs> Thought you might, but uh, no, you didn't. Nope. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't miss it all. Didn't care. Oh, so. Well, cool. Uh, your Body, Your Yoga? Your Yeah. So that's a book by Bernie Clark. Uh, we refer to him as the godfather of yin yoga. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very good book on functional, uh, functional yoga. Versus aesthetics. And he basically trashes a lot of the um, conventional wisdom, if you will, that you find in yoga uh, and questions a lot of things. Like Uh there are a lot of cues and stuff that have bubbled up through the yoga community that are just repeated and repeated by teachers 
with no real justification. Mm -hmm. And he asks a lot of these questions and answers and disputes a lot of these things in this book. And it's really good. Um, I bought it last year as part of the first training that I took. Um, I still not completely read the entire thing because it's, you know, it's pretty dense. Uh, but I have the large, you know, it's a large format paperback book. Um, a couple days ago, I also bought the Kindle version and I've been having my Echo read it to me. <laughs> and what I do is I read along and, um, you know, like looking at the pictures because there's lots of diagrams and stuff. And it's actually kind of cool. It's sort of like sitting in a lecture where yeah. you've got the book and the professor is, you know, like reading it to you and stuff. So I was actually kind of uh, um, uh, enjoying that. Um, the Kindle also was noticeably cheaper than the print version, which is the way it should be. Yeah. Hello, you know. Um, but the reason I bought this too is I also bought just the Kindle version of his next book, which is Your Spine, Your Yoga. Okay. And I've been I've heard it described as like the continuation or the second part, you know, of the first book. Um, but he talks a lot in this one apparently about how the hips and um, the spine are connected and how like when you're doing twists and rotation, there are some yoga poses that are presented as twisting in the lower body and moving the spine or, or the hips, which apparently their hips are really not made to do. Mm -hmm. You know, they're designed to be stable with the spine and not twist a ton. Okay. So um, this is, uh, it's interesting. I haven't read the book yet, uh, obviously, because I'm still working through the first one. Uh, but this was uh, brought up a lot in the last teacher training I did a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They're talking about like, you know, anytime you're twisting from the spine, really the only part that should be twisting is the mid, the mid spine range, you know, like the thoracic region right? and not the lower, you know, like the sacrum and stuff. And that there are these poses that we may go into like uh, warrior one, for instance, mm -hmm. where, you know, uh, people might be encouraged to, you know, just twist the spine, you know, just, just twist your, this is a twist. You should be doing it like this. Um, where you're actually maybe causing damage to the lower back by trying to torque it in a way that it doesn't want to be torqued. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into that. Um, one of the big takeaways from his first book was there's often um, uh, directions in yoga classes, like if you're in a lunge, uh, whether you're in a high lunge or a warrior two or even a warrior one, not to let your knees come forward of the toes. Yeah. Why are you told that? Because it puts pressure on the knee. Okay, but our knees are kind of designed to take pressure. They do that every day when we walk. Yeah, I, that's what I've right? been told. <laughs> Bingo! That's what I've been told. Exactly. And that's the point. So now I'm still looking for more information on this and, you know, more ammo. But, but they give a couple of examples. He said, every time you go up or down stairs, next time you go upstairs, take a look at your knees. Right. And you yeah. will likely see your knees coming forward of your toes every time you're taking stairs. If I don't, I'll fall down. Probably. Um, and then other examples uh, like uh, Olympic fencers, fencing poses. When you're doing a lunge, you know, thrust in fencing, 
there, you know, you dive really deeply over the toes with that front knee. Mm -hmm. So there are examples where people do this all the time, but this narrative has developed that don't let the knee come forward to the toes because it protects the knee. Well, how does it protect the knee? I don't understand, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm chronically looking at to make sure my knee doesn't go past my ankle. If it does, I've got to adjust out because that's what I've been told to do to protect my knee. <laughs> been also told other things like don't uh, like like compression, don't com- don't collapse or don't crunch up the neck. Uh, you know, and like oh it's bad to like don't uh, oh and don't hyperextend, you know, mm-hmm. joints and stuff. Well, my joints don't hyperextend, right? I'm not one of the Apparently there are some people who <laughs> can and you know can cause themselves pain. Um, but I'm always told, like, um, if I'm in triangle pose, for instance, don't lock out the knee. I'm like, I don't know. That, for me, that's not a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's uh, – he, he basically just asked a lot of these questions. And apparently, you know, in, in some instances, he's got a lot of ammo saying, like, you know, this is – not true and you don't need to worry about this yeah um he uh, goes to a lot of uh, examples where compression is actually good um the you know it's not necessarily a bad thing crunching the neck for instance like oh you shouldn't crunch your neck well i actually deliberately will do some exercises where i am compressing the neck one way or another and it alleviates pain Mm mm-hmm and you know compression on the joints actually in you know when done properly it's healthy it gives you a healthy strain which makes you stronger in the end you know so um it's really interesting if you're at all interested in you know anatomy or yoga or whatnot i i I highly recommend it it's it was like 11 bucks on kindle i think cool yeah. yeah well you'll have to uh give me the download of uh you have to write me the summary, the three the three sentence summary. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's okay to let your knees go over your toes. Compression is not bad. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, now that we've gotten to that, we should get to our main topic. Yeah, our main topic. <laughs> I, I just kind of threw it in there. Uh, I don't know why it would be main topic interview, but so so right now, uh, the end of the year is is looming. And this is the time of the year where I try to realign, keep doing the things I need to keep doing and stop doing the things I don't need to do. And one of them is uh, really having tight ownership on my budget. So for 2019, uh, I want to make every dollar do what it's supposed to do rather than letting, you know, emergencies happen. I can't stop emergencies, unplanned things. I can't plan for unplanned things but the things that i do have planned for my budget i need to be you know accountable for those and do what i say i'm going to do and make sure i keep my budget right so i've been i've been basing that around profit first uh for any dave ramsey fans the profit first takes you know kind of the envelope system that you're used to for your personal finances and it applies it to the business setting uh which is very appealing for any you know any business owner who's a dave ramsey fan wants to avoid debt and you know i don't i don't think i i don't even think mike mccallowitz mentions debt at any point in it it wouldn't really be relevant uh but i don't i don't remember him talking about that 
Uh, I, I remember, you know, talking about just like separate plates, you know, small plates, separate buckets for everything. And that was, that was pretty much it. But yeah, I don't remember deck. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he addressed that one way or another. And, and I don't think it would be relevant. So like I've got, I've got some, th- you know, all these things that I'm getting them in order and, so it's going to be good. 2019 is going to be a good year budgetarily for me. Uh, one of the things that so I'm listening to the audio book of Profit First. I have the book book, and I use it like when I'm working through the documents, and then I use the audio book to listen to it. I like to listen to things ahead of time before I read them, and kind of go through both of them at the same time. Not quite like like what you were talking about, but. So he's talking, and it's kind of the audiobook is uh, very recent. I don't know when it was recently released, if it was this year or uh, earlier or at the end of last year, but it's the updated version of Profit First. And he says, Well, I just want to let you know there, there may be some things that I say in the audiobook that are in addition to the written book, just because he's narrating and he's funny. <laughs> but he says, he, and it may be in the book, but he's talking about Michael Gerber, the author of E-Myth. And he says, uh, he says he became good friends with Michael Gerber. And he said other entrepreneurs and he, uh, Mike Michalowicz, kind of feel like, you know, working on the business is, is great. I mean, it's a great plan. He said, but what so many people do is uh, in a small business, which only has you know four or five people, the business owner stops working in the business to work on the business too soon. You know, there's still responsibilities that they have to do because there's nobody else to do it. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> and I, uh, what I was saying is I seem to remember somebody that I used to buy marketing training from who was uh, pretty much stressing that like from day one, you need to stop working in your business and just work on your business. And I remember saying, then who the blankety blank is gonna do all the work? Yeah, yeah. so so what uh, what Mike was saying is, is that same thing. He, he's like, I totally agree with you. Well, and what's funny is, uh, uh, I've heard her talk about, uh, you know, pro, you know, the Michael Gerber's E Myth. She said that's that's just porn for business, you know, because <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> you know, it, it's somewhat real, but it's not real. That's not, you know, that's not really the way that it works. You know, <laughs> only on TV. But so, it, so Mike is having dinner with uh, Michael Gerber, and he asks him. He says, he said, I love, I love your book. I mean, I. I love it. I love everything about it. You know, I've have used it for years. He said the only thing that I really disagree I wouldn't say disagree with you. I just think needs to be po- possibly modified is is what we just said that during the build up phase there's a there's a point in which the business owner cannot stop doing everything mm-hmm. because if he stops doing everything then the no, the company not- nothing gets done. He's got to transition out of these jobs to being the business owner but there is that transition and you know what michael gerber said to him he said blank you (laughs) (laughs) and then he said he went back to eating you know he just just 
left it that way. But the conversation did come back around, and you know, he did say, he said, "Well, you make a good point." You know, so but I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, well, you got to know Michael, and that's just kind of that's just kind of the way he is. He didn't he didn't really take offense, but you know, he didn't mean nothing by it. He didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I that <laughs> I don't know the 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 pumpkin plan. You know, again, that's a book where I like um, you know easy to summarize in three sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and profit first, pretty much the same way. You know, his his principles are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are definitely I would recommend book summaries over you know reading the entire books. Yeah, uh, you know, the pumpkin plan. Pick your core. You know, pick your most profitable efforts you know and focus on that it's that, that's that's Pareto's principle you know 80 20 rule right yeah um just focus on where you're getting your you know your most success and your profits and focus your efforts there mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to apply just to business right uh, um and then you know profit first was like figure out all of your expenses and things ahead of time track them properly and you know set aside what your profit is going to be don't just like start selling stuff or providing a service and then figure out, well, did we make any money? Well, no, you should know all of these things ahead of time. You know what your margins are mm-hmm. and that includes your profit margin mm-hmm. and set aside money for taxes and expenses, etc. ahead of time. Essentially it's budget, <laughs> build, <laughs> you know, which build your budget. A lot of people, I mean, I was no exception. I, I didn't have that in mind when I started, but when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's not groundbreaking. But uh, there you go. Well, and and I I consider myself to be very fiscally responsible, and and I have a budget. I even have a written budget. What has happened over the last eighteen months is it has slid. You know, things have gone up in my budget, and mm-hmm. I didn't adjust for real or for real time based on the actual expenditures they right. went up and i'm like ah oh, that'll be okay i'll it'll be built out more you know and then you build those out more but you don't really update the budget and things just keep sliding along as as a yeah. budget changes i mean if you're a you know if you're an evolving growing company it should change everything should yeah. everything should go up everything you know everything should go up and to the right uh Sometimes it doesn't go up into the right, and you got to make adjustments back down. But anyway, I got I got lazy on that, and now I'm having to make adjustments because I'm like, oh, these things are out of order, and why am I not making money on this? Oh, here's why: my my ex- expenditures have gone way up, and my income has not gone anywhere. So I need to, <laughs> I need to make some adjustments. Yeah, need to make make fixes. Yep. So, so man. well, talking about markup, this, this is kind of a funny story, but, oh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but Mike McCall, he actually mentions this in profit first talking about, um, margins. And when you have big margins, he says, get it while you can, because the competition's going to knock it right out from under you when they, they find out, because if it's a great big margin, you can easily undercut them. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just the, they'll, they will. And, and I ran across a, a, a potential client that I'm working on in their Office 365. They were purchasing uh, the Enterprise, the E3 license for $19. 
and the IT company was charging $50 on top of every license for, uh, for maintaining users and doing any work associated with Office 365. <laughs> so they're, they're charging $2,000 and making $1,400 on it. So, I mean, that's... Uh, I can I can do the math on that. That's a little more than fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, way more now, than fifty percent. <laughs> and were they were they providing any added value on top of that, or whenever? Well, I'm sure initially when they first installed Office 365 and had to configure every user and get their Outlook profiles set up and help them with their signatures and things like that, um, there was probably a little bit of work on the front end. But mm-hmm. after that, all they do is add a user here and there and do account maintenance because that doesn't account when they're, if Outlook stops working, that's not included in Office 365 support. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, guys, we're about ready to save you $1,400 a month. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to charge you for service, but we're not going to charge you for service on your Office 365 maintenance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's something to be said, like, um, you know, uh, uh, markup is perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, uh, but I don't know. It, that, that seems a little excessive, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. When I More mentioned power it, to them. <laughs> when I mentioned it to you before the podcast, you said, you know, my ethics are keeping me from being rich. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have ethics, I, I'm, I know I could make a lot more money as a crook than I can legitimately. Yep. I know I could. Yep. <laughs> but then I'd have to live with myself. Ah, that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to live with myself and Elizabeth have to live with me and you know, eventually she'd find out I'm a crook and you know. <laughs> yep. Either either she finds out when the police come or she finds out, you know, <laughs> seeing my books or whatever. Why do you have two books? Uh, there, there's there's twice as much work. There's just so much work. I yeah, need two just, books. You got to separate it. It's it's profit first. You have it's to pro- <laughs> you have to separate it out. <laughs> but this one says uh, cybersecurity phishing scams. We yeah yeah we're protecting against that. You know, we're not. Yeah exactly. You got to track it. You yeah. got to track that stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this looks like oh, one of, one of your clients. Do we? Well, no, no. <laughs> Do on on that awesome note, do we have another uh, do we have a nifty for this week? Or uh, should we call it while we're here? Yeah, well, I don't have a nifty, but there was a cyber or cyber threat defender in the nifty. Was that last week? I thought I talked about that already. Today? Yeah. No, not the, not today, last week. If you did, I Pretty sure we did. I University did. of Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. So, nifty, yeah. nifty. No, we don't. Some have of any. us, some of us is listening to the podcast. Maybe it's not you. <laughs> no, no. I listened. I listened. Uh, I even went to the website. I just didn't remember the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. A likely story. <laughs> All right. Well, this is. I don't have anything nifty, but I'm sure we'll have some some nifty things uh, over the over the holiday as we encounter family. 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Net- meditation, people. Meditation. That's the nifty. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, on that note, um, if you want to reach us and share your Thanksgiving experiences, uh, you can do so at blurringthelinespodcast.com. Uh, there's a contact form there. And uh, let us hear, know your feedback, uh, your favorite Thanksgiving recipes. Um, whatever you want to share, you know, we'll, we'll, a, we'll take a new fall or Christmas beer. Sure. Like to hear those good ones. Oh, well, that's what I'm bringing. I'm bringing four, uh, a four pack of the, uh, Omegang, um, Game of Thrones special. Which so it's one? Four, four of them. All oh, four. Nice. The Hand of the Queen, the, the King in the North. Uh, there's one for Daenerys. One for uh, what's her name? Uh, the one for Tyrion and one for Jon Snow. Nice. So yeah, bringing a sampler of all four because uh, in um, Wegman's they had the samplers. Uh, it's like twenty four bucks. You get the four bottles and a glass. Well, that's Souvenir cool. Glass, you know? have, have you noticed that the theme song for Game of Thrones sounds more like it should be like a Pirates of the Caribbean? theme song it doesn't i have noticed that because when at halloween a uh, a kid came along and i didn't recognize he was dressed as inigo montoya (laughs) but at first glance i thought he was jack sparrow and i started humming the game of thrones theme (laughs) instead of yeah and, 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 and I was like, oh, wait, no, that's <laughs> that is pretty. They, they, they do sound similar, though. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, they were UT, uh, University of Tennessee, the foot or the band. They play the Game of Thrones theme song is one of their songs that they're playing during the band. I mean, they may play crazy. Well, they don't play crazy train, but they, <laughs> they play some other stuff like that. So it's interesting. But I'm like, okay. yeah, but it still really sounds like. You know, it, this is this should be a pirate theme song rather than a Game of Thrones. I would think the Game of Thrones would be, I don't know, darker and different than that. You know, everybody you like dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is what tends to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> We're all not getting out of this world alive. <laughs> yeah. And no one's getting out of Game of Thrones. No one. Yeah. In uh, the... I read the books, and uh, anytime the book, because the you know the show different you know diverges, and yeah. of course the show has actually uh, gone past the books. I mean, they, yeah. so but anytime in the book you're spending a lot of time with a character, you're like no, they're getting <laughs> ready to die. I really like they're either getting ready to die or something really bad is getting ready to happen to them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. More time he spends on someone, <laughs> don't get attached to them. Yeah. You're it's, not going to last. Yeah. I guess it's the same way in Lost. You know, unless you're Jack or uh, uh, Sawyer or Kate, uh, you know, or Hurley, you know, if they spend a lot of, if you're one of the, the you know, the ensigns in the red shirt and they spend a lot of time about you, you're about ready to die. Did we, did we talk about Lost on this show? Uh, maybe in passing like that. Have you, have you finished it? Did you finish oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I finished it years ago. 
Yeah, I, I I was a huge fan of Lost and I was recording, like I was ripping the DVDs back in the days when Netflix was not on the net uh-huh. and it was just shipping you DVDs and stuff. I had all of the seasons and I was like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to go watch, you know, go back and watch it all again. And then I saw the series finale and I was like, what a crock of horse crap. I am never going to watch this again, and I angrily <laughs> deleted everything. <laughs> We're actually watching watching the this series again with the girls. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the end, and I was disappointed at the end, but uh, you know, I, you're, you're teaching them disappointment. Teaching them disappointment. You know, it's like it's like anything else. Everything's been good all the way up to the end and the end was lousy let's not throw away the baby because it had a bad ending (laughs) yeah i did anyway all right on that note you know how to get a hold of us um we don't have anything nifty uh my advice is don't watch lost but you know if adam tells you that it's worth it go for it have fun yeah um but i think at this point i am just about ready to uh push the uh big red button that sounds great Big red button. button. <laughs> to contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.